What's up, everybody? It is Trustin and Whitney, and uh, welcome to the Tug of More. That's right. so glad that you're here hanging yeah. out with us. I think this is episode four. Yeah. I so we're so. gaining some momentum. We're getting we're it. Gaining we're figuring some steam. it out. We see you guys. Thank you for engaging and yep. commenting and sharing. I think the more people we have engaging with us, yeah. the first more motivating it is to keep creating content. Right. The more fun it is. Yeah. And the more fun that it is. And we really want to be creating content that's valuable. Right. And for helpful. everybody who's yeah. watching and listening, whatever platform yeah. you're listening on. We were just talking. Yeah. Uh, about kind of a, a big one. Kind of a serious one. Kind and of like serious. a game changer for us kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the idea of vulnerability. Yeah. Part of the tug, I think, that we've experienced as leaders is what we feel called to versus like what we've seen done. God. And so like for right. you and I, we grew up, we say it, like we've grown up in the same type of AG church. And like, I didn't see a lot of vulner vulnerability from stage. Oh. I didn't see a lot of vulnerability from like leadership in my life. Like yeah. it was like maybe hard times, but not struggle. Yeah. It felt like everybody was bulletproof. Yeah. Like the devil couldn't hurt them. Right. Even they, though they might've faced some difficulty. They never argued. They, they always cry. made it through in a yeah. great way. And so, which was very hard for that to kind of be the model or the example right. given. Because then when I started feeling those heavy moments I was yeah. like oh I'm weak or like when I walked through in our early years of marriage when we walked through hard seasons I yeah I thought either like what is wrong with us hmm. or like we were massive failures yeah and that like clearly we couldn't measure up to what I thought God called us to because right nobody struggles like this right so we felt called to more yep but the only models we had seen of people doing things were close to perfect people. Yeah, superheroes. And so there's this gap yeah. between who they are and who we know we are. Right. We're looking at their highlight reel and looking at our blooper films. Right. And, and we're going, like, man, there's uh, no way God can use me to even do anything. Yeah. But then as you mature right. and get older and all the skeletons start popping out of people's closets, you realize, oh, y'all weren't perfect. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Y'all looked like a superhero but you're only Clark Kent. No, right. I'm, the other day we were talking, I think my season in working in like retail and all of that helped me see um, that people who look like on the outside, they have all the money. Mm. They don't because there were so many times when I was working in retail where people who looked like on the outside, they could afford anything, yeah. their card would de get declined. Yeah. And so as like a person uh, growing, I was like, hmm, that, that, that's true there. Yeah. Maybe that's true in some other areas. Right, y'all full of it. Maybe some people be not saying all the words yeah. about what they're really going through. Yeah. And God gave us this weird opportunity to make the decisions of how we led. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, for me as a communicator, <clears throat> I right. decided yeah. to be vulnerable. Right. I decided that it's a lot of work to pretend. My dad, uh, grown up, he had a quote like printed out and taped on the inside of our like cupboard door for right. the cups. Right. And it was a quote from Abraham Lincoln. And it said, no man is smart enough to be a successful liar. Right. It was like this thing. I saw it every day, like for my whole life. And I think that like the lie of 
I'm perfect. I'm fine. I don't have any mistakes. I've got it all together. Right. No one's smart enough. No, it's exhausting. No one's strong enough to be able to to live that. Yeah. And I, I think it just got so drilled into me that honesty is the best policy. Right. That it like even crept into my like vulnerability. Absolutely. And yeah. so so I remember it very vividly, but let's talk about it. Um, we, we have this opportunity as leaders now to make the decisions of how we are leading in this house. Yeah. And you as a communicator already feel led <clears throat> to be that way in communication. So let's talk about the first like real decision of like, we're going to be a vulnerable church. We're going to be mm. vulnerable pastors. Like for us now in the, in the house of living church, it's, it's just culture are. DNA. Yeah. But I'm we no had to nervous. make a decision and we had to do it. Let's talk about the first time. Do you remember? I, maybe, maybe not. I remember the first like big conversation about uh, asking our house to be a vulnerable, vulnerable house. The Easter that we did the whole death series, to Death to Life. Yeah. We made a decision to put people's stories out there. Now, I will say, prior to that, we already were. We were already vulnerable people. Yeah, it, it, yeah. The and reason so, I yeah, so you're on right. Question, you you, qu you question me, and now I I'm like, oh, I backtrack. No, but it was at that moment was when we decided that's not just who we're gonna be. That's who this house is gonna right. be. Right. Oh, yeah. It's not just gonna be pastor up there talking about how he screws right. screws up. We're gonna make this a safe place to yeah. not be okay, but also because of that, right. not stay there. Yeah. Yeah. So that series that we did, we got a couple people to film uh, kind of testimony videos. And it was a struggle. But they weren't just like testimonies, they were their death to life yeah. testimonies. So like I was a drug addict right. to then I went to rehab. Right. To we had an affair yep. to now, now we're, we're healed we're in our healed. marriage. Right. And it was heavy. It was hard. And uh, so we, we set it up for a while that I was telling stories about me. Right. My failures. I remember one, is that I had went through a season, I mean, this is now a long time ago, that I went through a season where lying had crept into my life. And when you lie, right. you're unable to be accountable. Right. If you're a liar, no one can hold you accountable. And so like 10 years before, so I called a bunch of my friends together and I told them this whole like, hey guys, I've started lying, here's what it is, I told my wife. I'm no longer going to speak dishonestly. I'm going to speak with truth. And so I remember telling that story on stage. Yeah. Kind of being scared. Yeah. Like, don't nobody want a pastor that's used to be a liar. Right. And uh, and so, yeah, we just kind of had to on-ramp the church in the culture of, of transparency yeah. and vulnerability. Yeah. And, and some people thought it was the worst. We got oh. emails and phone calls of people saying, you are ruining those people's lives. Right by allowing them to share. Yeah, that if you put someone on the stage and they say they had an affair, yeah. you're ruining that person's life because no one in the church will ever look at them the same. Right. Well, M maybe. Yeah, not if we if we stop reading the Bible, right. then yeah, that's how we how we look yeah. at people. But, or if we create Bible a culture says, in our church of judgment of and judgment not and what shame. the Bible actually says. Right. The Bible says that all of us have sinned right. and fallen short of the glory of God. Right. And that it's through the word of our testimony that other people can find deliverance. Right. It's good. And so I think when a church or when a leader or a mom or a dad or a business owner makes the decision to not put on this staunch, protected, guarded, bulletproof, impenetrable front. Right. 
then everybody else can just be normal yeah. and we can actually help each other grow. What do you think the fear is for people in being vulnerable? Like you just mentioned moms and dads and mm -hmm. we're both parents. Um, I have two teenagers, you have two elementary school age kids. What do you think the fear is in being honest and transparent with my kids about a struggle that I've had in life? Like, why do you think people hide from that? Um, I think that we are so concerned with our image that we do everything we can to protect it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we literally have filters on our cell phones to, right. to tune our image. What are you saying about all my filters? I was at the gym the other day <laughs> right? on the treadmill and there's this girl, there's like a workout floor in front of this section. And there's this girl, I'm, I'm telling you, she's taken the same photo 20 times. Yeah. She's got her butt out and her arm bent. She looks like she's about to break her back taking this photo. She took it over and over and Getting over and over and over right. and over and showing it to her friend and over and over and over. And then finally she like smiles and posts it. I'm like, that's not what you look like. Right. You do not look like this photo right. that you just posted. No, right. And I think that we, we spend so much energy um, manic manicuring is that the word Man manicuring yeah manicuring our image hmm. that we want our kids to think that we know everything that's good that we can't tell them yeah i actually dude i did that worse and we're like scared that yeah we won't look as good to them and in ministry it's the same way no it's true um <clears throat> i made a choice a long time ago that i was going to respond to any altar call that i felt led to yeah um because for so long like mm-hmm at my church growing up, or even when I was a youth pastor, there would be someone speaking and like, I would know stories of people right. in the room and he'd be like, if there's anyone here that is dealing with this, we want to pray for you. And people wouldn't come down and get prayer. Right. And I'm like, y'all need to be running down right. there. And so now whenever I'm in that moment, I um, intentionally jump to my feet. Yeah. I've actually been with you in moments when I've been like, because we are friends, I know yeah. your life, and I, I know a lot of your struggle, where I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, he responded to that because of his heart to be humble and to always be vulnerable, because I'm like, he was, like, kind of struggling with it, but what, you know, but you're not struggling to that level, but I've grown so much respect for you in that, because yeah. your willingness to say, hey, I'm just a person. I would rather put myself in a position to grow and be forgiven. Right. And have someone pray for me and speak yeah. life into me than to sit in my row right. and act like I got it. Yeah. Because I don't got it. No. And maybe I have it today, but I might not have it tomorrow. Right. And I think it leads me to like my answer to why as parents, as yeah, leaders, yeah. whatever, I think at least for my parents' generation, there was so much fear that if they shared their struggle hmm. that that I would then become vulnerable to the struggle. That like, as long as we don't talk about it, she oh. won't struggle with that. I never thought of that. But they didn't realize that like, and, and I think all of us are learning as leaders, like the most, hmm. uh, the most personal things are actually the things that most people actually struggle with. And so like for, for what we talked about just at the top, like there were so many seasons in my life when I thought, I guess I'm just a loser because I'm struggling. But I think that their generation felt like 
if I don't talk about our struggle we had in our yeah. relationship being physical before marriage, then then Whitney won't struggle with that. Yeah. If we don't talk about the the temptation of my friends in high school, then then if we if we let her know that that's a thing, right. then maybe she it will open a door. Yeah, it's like if we bring this up, if we if we say the word pornography to our son, right? Maybe, maybe he'll maybe he'll Google what that is. What that is, but that's so absurd. <laughs> right. The Bible says that all sin is common to man. Right. The devil's using the same tricks right. on everybody. Yeah. And so, like, if we have experience navigating something, right. we should share that experience yeah. so the other person doesn't have to fall yeah. victim to no, the attack. No, and I think that that so often can also be what the reason why church leaders and business leaders and people don't uh, aren't willing to be vulnerable in their struggle is because they're like, man, if I planted a church and I'm struggling and they're planting a church, I sure wouldn't want them to know that it might be financially hard. Yeah. I sure wouldn't want them to know that my marriage might come under fire because I don't want to speak that over them so they're yeah. aware of it. Rather than understanding the vulnerability helps yeah. us uni unite, yeah. helps the isolation go away. You know, I, I, so as you're talking about your altar call, I'm like, yes, there's this fear probably that if we step out into it, then they might come into the recognition of this temptation no we're all struggling with that's things. silly it's Every, silly everybody knows everybody's dealing with the same type of oh, thing oh it's true and i think that um vulnerability for me in my life in my marriage in my friendships has shifted everything my ability to be vulnerable to my aaron and say like hey here's this thing i want to talk about or hey here's this struggle has helped me being vulnerable with my right. friends to say like hey we're struggling with this or yeah. hey we've walked through this has shifted things and so why wouldn't we as leaders do that yeah too uh we've talked about it in a message here at living church but rachel and i a couple messages because we're vulnerable right rachel and i walked through a really hard season yeah. just two years ago mm -hmm. and like it was ugly yeah and it was hard um, a lot of stuff from her past with her dad started yeah. coming out of her. Yeah. Stuff that she thought she healed from grew ahead again yeah. and it started attacking us. And like we had a moment where like, dude, this is not good. And so we could have just covered it all up, but instead we literally called Aaron and Whitney and said like, hey, can you guys come over right now? Like right this like, second. Like we're in a fight right now. Yeah. And we need some other eyes to help us navigate yeah. this thing and it was the defining moment of Rachel and I's breakthrough yeah no you're right vulnerability was the defining moment of our of our breakthrough yeah we knew all the counseling terms right we had prayed all the prayers we had read all the books but there's something about like come and see my mess yeah like come and see my mess yeah that somebody else can help you and like taking the lid off of the thing you tried to perfectly package right. i think yeah. is like it it loses the power the loses control power. that the enemy has over the circumstance because like you said you already had all the tools you already had all the answers but it was like what is happening and i think man for us we've walked through seasons of grief seasons of yeah. pain and heartache i remember the moment i walked up to y'all um uh for my story like my parents got divorced seven almost eight years ago and like we it had so shifted and happened so quickly that we hadn't even had time to talk about it as friends um and on a sunday morning we walked up to the front row in prayer in a prayer moment and just blurted it out to you and i'm like sobbing like what 
because it was like I have to tell my friends as fast as I, I can to get it out. because I have I have to be vulnerable to the people yeah. that I know love me that I trust that can help um, because for for us in that 24 hours like Aaron's carrying this giant weight by yeah. himself yeah because I'm broken. broken I'm devastated as you should be and I'm a mess right. yeah and this was so long ago that we were really close friends but not yet I guess in the moment of like hey come over right, right now right, right. but yet the moment we saw you it was like run to them help yeah. help us and I think that those experiences of life have taught us that's what everybody needs yeah and not everybody has those friends yet. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has that community yet. Well, so why not build a place? Right. Well, let's build a place. Let's build a church. Let's build a house where people can be vulnerable. Yeah. And if you don't have that kind of community, you have to start building it. Right. Because the reason that the Babas and the Barth are as tight as we are yeah. is because every one of us has been vulnerable to each other about our own stuff about devastating and there's, hard there's and not, tricky there's, things there's not one of us at the table yeah that's above no i know what aaron's walked through yeah he knows what i walk through right same right. thing for you and rach same thing for us for as all couples. Four of us, yeah <clears throat> the the tough thing about vulnerability is the moment you're vulnerable you immediately regret it yeah because you've literally become <clears throat> naked. I mean, being vulnerable yeah. is being naked. You immediately regret it. Right. I'll be on stage preaching and I'll tell a story about my failure. I'll tell just at Easter. Mm -hmm. I, I gave this like list of sin that had mm -hmm. came into my life. And I'm up there on Easter and I'm saying like, yeah, or a season that I was addicted to pornography. And as it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, uh, God, oh, why did I, why did I say that? It happens every time. You come down to the front on Sunday for prayer. Right. You go back, your makeup's all smeared all over the place. And you're like, you immediately regret it. Why? Because everyone's looking and thinking, what is she walking through? Oh God, what? I wonder what she did. Wonder what he did. Wonder what happened. Why are they crying? Yeah. But guess what? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Right. What they think. Calling you and Aaron to come over and Rachel and I's ugly moment is the thing that brought us victory. Right. Me being able to get a group of accountability guys in my yeah. life is the thing that brought me victory. Yeah. I would much rather be, I would much rather be ugly for this long right. than hide it for this long and then have a massive epic failure right. and lose my family, yeah. lose my kids, lose my ministry. Right, because it's way uglier, way uglier. You would much rather have someone admit it than get caught. Right. No, and and <laughs> the fact is, if anybody's judging you when you reveal your mess then one, they're lying to you and themselves because oh, we yeah. all Let's got talk something that. that's real. Let's talk about and that. And so like I've had people who have used my vulnerability against me, mm -hmm. who've taken it back and tried to punch me in the face with it. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Because I mean, Jesus said, yeah. like he who has no sin, he who has no struggle, he, yeah. wait, hello. Yeah. yeah, it's coming your direction. Yeah. I remember uh, years ago, I went up to a guy uh, as a prayer partner. And I said, Hey man, I got to talk to you about something. I said, I started working out again. I'm at this new gym. There's girls everywhere kind of dressed yeah. scantily. And I was like, I'm really like, can you just pray for me? I want to like, I had been doing really good in my thought life. I just want you to pray for me. Cause yeah. I feel this thing creeping back right. in. And he looks at me and he goes, yeah, yeah, I'll pray with you. But man, it's not really something that I struggle with. I'm like, what? You're like my age. Right. What, what really? <laughs> Stone cold. Like, dude's acting like he's never struggled with this. 
Five years later, caught in multiple affairs. Right. Fired from his ministry job. Right. Liar. Not being honest with himself. Not being honest with himself. Or anyone Not being honest with me. What he should have done is you just said, hey, I'm going to pray for you, but actually... I'm really dealing with this too. Yeah. Can you and I become accountability partners? Right. Because if he would have been vulnerable, vulnerable to right. somebody who is already being vulnerable, then him and I could do what the Bible says, and iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens each other. Yeah. And maybe he wouldn't have had this issue right. in his life. No, because life without vulnerability, eventually it cracks. Because no man is smart enough to be a successful liar. It's the greatest line. That Abraham Lincoln, he was smart. Oh, dude, honestly. It's true because, man, those I know who won't be vulnerable, they may not uh, be, they may not have had, let's talk about this. They may not have had giant failure, but they've had giant depression or giant anxiety. The the lie, it, it cracks somewhere. It cracks somewhere. We're talking about the tug of more. Yeah. We're talking about how God's called us to more. And all of our areas of life are connected. They're all connected. And so, like, I cannot have more in my leadership ministry if I don't deal with the issues of my personal Come on. health. Right. Not physical health. Well, physical health, too. But in my emotional health. That if no, I don't deal true. with my junk, I'm not going to be able to elevate to where I no. I know that God has for no, me. No, it stifles you. It hinders you. It yeah. keeps you back. Because, yeah. I mean, creating a false sense of who you are and a false sense of what life is, that takes energy. Yeah. And so I would much rather just be real about who I am yeah. and then be able to give my energy to what I'm called to yeah. rather than spend all the energy hiding it. Let's talk about, you said something that's really good. Let's talk about, so you're vulnerable. Yeah. And then someone throws shade at you. Yeah. And then it scares you to be vulnerable again. Yeah, it's true. Right? Yeah. No. uh, So for a long season in my life, because of being vulnerable to people that then threw it back to me, it was harder to be open. Right. You know, I mean, we've been friends a long time. There have been times and seasons I'm great at loving. I'm never going to judge anybody who shares their junk ever. I'm good at that part. But even just being vulnerable about some things in life has been hard for me in seasons because of the rejection and the pain I've, mm-hmm. I've walked through. So if you were vulnerable before and someone turned it on you, it makes it easier to stay clammed, right. shut up. But, but if that's you, don't stay there. I was going to say, but what I had to learn was uh, test and tried and true. Something we say about our friendship all the time is like ride or die. Yeah. Because we've learned that we can trust each other in yeah. it. And so for me, it, it took some little baby steps of like, hey, I'm okay. going to tell you this little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to think about it? Yeah, let me let me test the waters. Let me test it. And see if in two weeks try it out. you like look at me and you're like, yeah, well, you this. Right, because it can be easy to go, you know what, people are the worst. Because you're right, people are the worst, but they're also the best. Yeah. And so you can find people that are the best. But how do you know? How do you know when you thought somebody else was the best before and they ended up being the worst? You just try it out just a little bit. You don't got to tell everything you know. I think there's a difference between vulnerability and transparency. Like we can't be completely vulnerable all the things with everyone. We can be super transparent about a lot of stuff. Yeah. But to be like every detail, because you've shared your story, but you haven't shared every detail of every piece. Right. Because it's not helpful and valuable. No. But the parts that are valuable, you're going to share. For sure. And so, um, so the ride or die for us has come from 
thousand conversations of like, I'm going to just say this a little bit. Oh, yep, that was trustworthy. Okay, here, let me give a little more. Right. And then here, let me give a little more. Yeah. And, and eventually when you do that and you find the place, and I believe that at Living Church, you won't find any place or any people where you won't be able to sure. be yourself and be met with love you and gotta, care. You got to let the crazy out a little bit. You got to. And as you start to let the crazy out, it's not in there anymore. The scripture talks about, I don't know what the reference is, but it talks about how that if we if we pull the darkness yeah. into the light, right. it no longer can thrive in the dark. Right. It itself becomes light. Right. It's like it's like uh, if you've got mold under the cabinet. We had yeah. a leak in our yeah. kitchen sink once, and there's all this mold down there. And so we had to just open the doors and bust out the drywall and right. put a fan on it. And like you have to just expose it. And when we would be willing to expose our failures, it allows them to become victory. Yeah. No, I think that's how we find freedom. That's how we step into more. Yeah. And so like if you're a, a parent, be vulnerable with your kids. For us, we found that the more we talk to our kids, the more we talk to our kids. Hmm. The more we are just willing to tell them what's up, where we've been, where we've hurt, where we've struggled, the more they'll talk to us yeah. about yeah. where they're struggling. And I think that as parents, as leaders, um, for us now in our team, they know they can come to us, they can talk to us. Um, because you said before, like, I'd rather you talk to me now yeah. than when it's exploding. For sure. And so it's, it's, it, makes, it makes stepping into more so much more consistent and possible Yeah. because we're we're, we're telling it as it goes and as it is. Yeah, I've told our team, I would much rather know that you crashed the church van than find out you crashed the church van. Yeah. We had yeah. a guy, he jacked up one of our trailers. Right. And he didn't tell me. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I wouldn't be mad. Right. If accidents happen. Right. Things happen. Life happens. But if you hide it. Right. Now we have a trust issue. Yeah. And so if we can just trust those that are around us. Yeah. No, Man, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, I think that's the biggest piece is being vulnerable while not easy is always better so, than hiding it. So there's there's like these two different types of vulnerability. There's the personal vulnerability. And then for us, there's the stage vulnerability. Yeah. And there are things that you have to navigate. Right. You have to learn how much do I say to who. Right. No, absolutely. You have to, within wisdom, I mean, for you, you mentioned your Easter message, like we talked through it. For sure. And said, okay, which parts do we tell? Well, let's not say this detail because that's a rabbit trail and they're yeah. going to be like, wait, what? What does that even mean? I don't even know that story. But let's tell some, like some universal personal yeah, things yeah. that we've struggled with that people can really uh, understand. And then in the one-on-one, -on -one, I can share my whole story. Yeah. Because being vulnerable on stage, that's not the whole message, unless it's a testimony no, it's message. An, it's an illustration. But it's an illustration. Yeah. But instead, in personal moments, that's where we can really dig in. And yeah. so it's a practice, and it's a tug. It's a fight. Yeah. But it's worth fighting for. Yeah. Uh, God, it's really good. It's super good. I wish that I wish that more leaders would just be open and honest. Yeah. And would just be vulnerable. And it's not only in like their massive failures, yeah. but it's also in the, I don't know. No, right. Because if you're unwilling to admit you don't know, then you're unable to learn. It's really true. You can't learn unless you say, admit, oh, I don't I don't know. And so we're getting ready to do a conference. Yeah. 
here at Living Church where we've there's a bunch of pastors yeah. that are coming that are all trying to break through like a growth a growth barrier yeah in their church and I'm really excited but I'm also kind of nervous because right. I know it's going to happen I know that half the room is going to come and they're going to ask questions right but I also know that the other half of the room is going to sit there and act like they already know everything right and I'm like if you would just Ask the question that you need. If right. you just open up and admit what's going on, man, you could really grow. No, it's a huge piece of how we've found success is being willing to humble ourselves and yeah. say, hey, we don't know. We don't know. And like, yeah, they wouldn't be coming to it if they had broken the barrier that we've already broken. Right. So yeah. um, hopefully our hope is, even on this podcast, that we would bring other leaders yeah. who are willing to be vulnerable yeah. onto this and, and talk about it. Right. That we could talk about some struggles as leaders. Um, if you're a leader and you have a struggle that you'd love to talk about, we'd love yeah. to talk with you because, no. yeah, I think the more we can do that, the more as leaders we can be vulnerable. That's the culture we hope to shift. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I've tried to get my weight under control mm -hmm. for, we'll have to do a whole podcast on like <laughs> my journey and that. Oh, no, yeah. But like I've tried really hard and I haven't hadn't been able to do it by myself. Yeah until I built a team and put it in their hands. Yeah, yeah. Literally, I went to the gym this morning and Sean is the dude that I work out with yep. and he's in charge. Yeah. I do the workout he says, I do the weight he says, I'm not in charge. Right. I've got a guy who does like my health vitamins and mm -hmm. all the things and I'm like, okay, I'll take vitamin D. Okay, right. I'll Whatever take some says. magnesium. Right. Whatever you say, I'm just gonna swallow the pill. And can I tell you, I couldn't do it for a decade with all the things, all the eat the bars and drink the shake and go to the gym and buy the machines and you name it, I've tried it. Right. But until I got vulnerable and admitted yeah. to some people, I don't know how to do this. I'm right. epically failing. You're in charge. Yep. I didn't have any success. No, it's good. It's good. The tug of more requires vulnerability. Yeah. It's a really good episode. Yeah. And I think that as we continue in this, um, in this season of like learning how to grow and step into more, we're going to keep being vulnerable here. That's kind of what this whole thing is it about. Is. Can I issue a challenge? Do it. So if you're watching and as we're talking, there's a thing in your life or in your heart that you're like, I need to tell somebody about this. Yeah. Do it. Right. You know that you have a friend somewhere that loves you, that loves Jesus, that you could call and say, hey, here's what I'm going through. Right. I need some help. And do it. And because when you pull that junk out of the darkness yeah. and into the light, everything will change. Because vulnerability is safe. It's the safest place. And so yeah. maybe they're saying, no, they don't. So if you don't, that's fine. You can send us a message and yeah. you can be vulnerable to us. Yeah. Because you're not going to receive judgment. And we're only going to encourage you because that's what we're called to do. We're going to speak love and truth. That's right. That's so. a good one we should do. That's a good one. Love you guys. Love y'all.